78% of the adult female population are experiencing hormone imbalances, and Ana Gonzalez Herrera has made it her mission to bring us information and education on the changes to our bodies, from puberty to menopause and everything in between. Anna's own unique challenge with endometriosis shines a light on how under-resourced women's health issues really are. Anna is the founder and CEO of the Hormone University, providing knowledge, community and interviews with experts in the field of hormonal health and wellness. So today is a fabulous day for episode 27 of Sexy Aging. I have the pleasure of introducing my guest today, Anna Herrera. Did I say that right? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we were just saying that I've got, you know, a few South American friends who will just be laughing or gasping at my inability to pronounce beautiful rolling R's of the Spanish language. Um, so <laughs> thank you. I, I, I feel a little bit better about kind of getting it right. And Anna, you are the founder and CEO for the Hormone University. I am so intrigued to hear about this. And you are on a mission to improve hormonal health. Um, loving that as well. You, you were previously, or you probably still are, a global executive with 17 years experience leading beauty, wellness, lifestyle, business and startups. Yay for the women and the startups. Um, so I'm going to step away and ask you to please introduce yourself properly because I think I did a hash job right then. <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, Anna. Yes, thank you so much for the intro, Tracy, and thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to, to be here. And uh, hello to everyone from New York, uh, where it's, yeah, evening here. And uh, yeah, like I said, very, very excited. So yes, my background is in the personal care beauty industry in several roles throughout all those years. And I led teams in sales and marketing and at the same time, throughout most of my adult life, I went through a condition called endometriosis, which is unfortunately suffered by one in 10 women, 10% of the adult female population goes through uh, endometriosis. And the interesting fact is that, you know, it suffered from all of these women around the world, but many of them do not get diagnosed for a long, long time. So we actually believe that statistic is, is higher than that. And in my personal case, and the reason why I founded Hormone University is because I went through hell, basically. And um, my pain was absolutely atrocious. I went through excruciating cramps and many other things when going through endometriosis. So half of my time, 50% of my time, I would go through pain. And uh, that was premenstrual syndrome. So every time I would get my period, it was, it was just horrendous. I would almost have a, a panic every time that I knew that my period was coming. So um, that combined with uh, a number of surgeries, I went through five surgeries. I ended up having diagnosed uh, with stage four endometriosis, which basically meant that my um, the adhesions went onto a different side of my body 
And for people who don't know about endometriosis or might suspect they have endometriosis, it, you know, it can basically, unfortunately, adhere to any organ of your body. So in my case, it was the colon and uh, very, very painful, like I said. And I often say it's not just endometriosis, it's the ramifications of that condition. So again, from my own personal experience, I went through infertility and in my last surgery, the pain was so awful, I couldn't move. I couldn't sleep, I couldn't stand up. And so I ended up going to straight to hospital and yeah, they had to perform a full hysterectomy. I was 40 years old and um, that meant, and of course, yes, the uh, other part of it, which was going through a colon resection, which was very, very scary. So uh, it was a six hour surgery and I woke up and of course that meant that I went through surgical menopause. So women go through menopause, premenopause on an average seven to eight years. For me, it was overnight. And for anyone going through uh, something like that, it's of course an, over, an overnight uh, situation. So very, very tough. And what I realized, Tracy, is that I am a lucky person. I consider myself very fortunate. I had a good upbringing. I grew up in Malaga, Spain, uh, on the beach and, you know, good family and good education and stuff. Very, very lucky. And, you know, I still had no clue about women's health and, you know, everything that goes on with our hormones. So, all of these stories to tell you why Hormone University was born. So that was basically the reason I call it, you know, my pain became my mission. And I just, you know, I just realized I need to help women understand more about what goes on with us. And that was the start of Hormone University. That was the creation, the seed that was planted initially. So back in the pandemic, middle of the pandemic, Hormone University was born. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? There's like so many of us out there that is in the thick of menopause, in the middle of a pandemic, go, okay, you know what? Altruistically, this thing that I've always wanted to do or this experience that I'm living through, I feel like I need to share it because I know other people are experiencing it as well. And isn't that a good place to start something from? Right, exactly, exactly. And, you know, I volunteer as well with, uh, I contacted the Endometriosis Foundation of America. I met with the founder, Dr. Sechki, and, and, you know, I sat down with him and I said, look, this was before the pandemic. And I said, look, I want to help. I want to volunteer my time. I want to see how we can provide more information and awareness about this. And <clears throat> still, you know, foundations are amazing in the work they do, but I didn't want to talk just about endometriosis. I wanted to really look through our hormonal health and share everything we can about everything that happens to us from puberty to all the way to menopause, post-menopause. Yeah, I mean, I just learned something yesterday because um, keep, I keep learning um, and I'm definitely not an expert in this space and that's why I want to keep learning. But there are seven unique stages of hormonal change for a woman's life. And that is inclusive or exclusive of 
whether they have children or not, there's still going to be seven hormonal shifts throughout their life. So that's quite amazing. Like I learned that yesterday and I was thinking, okay, puberty, um, giving birth and menopause. Here I am thinking there's three, but there's, you know, there's a lot more to it than that. And of course, um, surgical menopause is, is a subject that I'm really interested to hear about because um, I know nothing about. But just, I just want to dial back and talk about sort of the endometriosis part. You were saying one in 10 women. In my personal circle of friends, I know two that are going through this. So it is, it is a conversation um, that there are people that I know, I personally know, that deal with it on a daily basis. And you were talking about the fear factor of knowing that you're about to get your period. I mean, my girlfriends, they will tell me a few days in advance and I know that I won't see them for a couple of days. They're literally laid up at home on the hardest core medication painkillers that they can get. And right. that is just, it's heartbreaking. That's like days out of your year that you are disengaged from a community or from your friends or living, breathing, moving, working, you know? And so it's actually, it's, it's crazy that even in this day and age, while we know more about it, that there still isn't enough being done to help women. That's what I believe anyway. You're absolutely right, Tracy. And I, I'm really happy that you're bringing up this point because effectively that's what happens to women going through that. Um, I went through, I mean, my goodness, I fainted in places. Um, I, you know, I had a, a my, in my last job, uh, which was, you know, highly, highly pressured. And I think, you know, as women as well, we are so responsible. We want to grow. We want to do our best. And sometimes we truly... I think put ourselves under so much pressure and pressure and stress has a huge influence in the way we feel and our health. And, you know, those cortisol levels are, can be very, very dangerous. So yes, effectively, um, you know, two people within your circle of friends, uh, I am now getting so many calls and of course people know what I'm doing. So, you know, friends of friends, husbands of friends of mine, saying, oh, you know, my wife is going through this and, you know, how, how can I help? How can I support? And I love that conversation opener, right? That's, I'm, I'm glad that um, there is more interest also coming from, from a male perspective. Yeah, um, talking about from a male perspective, obviously, um, my husband is in the thick of this with me because <laughs> he knows that sort of every waking moment I'm thinking about, um, what else can I learn? Who else can I speak with? How much more can I help? And, you know, we'll go out for a run and the whole time we're running along, I'm like, and so now I'm going to talk to this person. I learned this yesterday and I didn't know that. And, and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> taking it all in. And I think if any males or husbands or partners ask my husband um, anything to do with the changes that might be happening with their partners or wives, that my husband will be able to tell them exactly what's going on now. So that that's Absolutely. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, look, Tracy, that also starts at school, right? With, uh, with boys going to school or brothers. I grew up, I have three older brothers, right? And I, I will never forget when my mom announced that I had my period, right? <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, it was an embarrassing moment and it shouldn't be, it just shouldn't be. So we just need to normalize all of this and, and, and tell them what goes through with us and, and make it, yeah, make it 
just completely normal. It's it's part of nature, right? Yeah, it is part of nature. Hey, and actually, it's really interesting that I I was probably, yeah, we're in a similar generation where we didn't really speak about our periods when we were teenagers, and it was kind of embarrassing. And we maybe speak about it with our girlfriends. But now, like, I have a teenager, she's 16, and she will openly say to the whole family, yeah, got my period and feel a bit crap. And like, for her, it's not as embarrassing. And I'm kind of hoping that we can speed up this conversation on menopause to be in the same light where it's like uh, we're just talking about it like it's a natural stage of life and it does affect us in ways but the best thing that you can do for me is to support me through this moment you know and I think we will get there because there's women like you and I <laughs> doing hey, this you know hey. <laughs> hey um I just want to dive a little bit deeper into the surgical menopause so you said that um, after your surgery, you wake up and you are now in menopause. What is the distinct, what is the difference between not having the symptoms and now immediately having the symptoms? What were the main things that you noticed? Yes, um, I started noticing initially it was night sweats and hot flashes. I remember distinctly, those were the first symptoms. You know, I had a period of recovery, of course. And um, yeah, it was, I remember it was the first thing I noticed initially. That took a while. And of course, you know, I, I was one of those lucky ones that had an amazing team of doctors who prepared me psychologically as well. Um, but still, I feel like I... I still didn't know to a full extent what was going to happen. And yeah, the night sweats, sweats um, the hot flashes, and then over time, things like vaginal dryness, right? And, you know, that's part of it as well. And that is a killer. And it happens. It just happens. And I still struggle to say it because I'm like, oh my God, who's going to look at this video and who's going to listen to this? Oh my God. But well, Anna, don't worry. Two, two episodes back, that's all we spoke about. <laughs> oh my God. Love You're it. okay. Love You're it. in great company. We got you. So episode 24 with Sandy, um, Sandy Davies in, the, in Australia, that's the topic, vaginal dryness. So we got you, girl. <laughs> Right, exactly. 80% of women going through menopause go through vaginal dryness. It's one of the most common causes. And again, it affects everything when it comes to like your sexual life. So just comfort, your comfort level. Or you know? yeah. pelvic just, floor, that's another yeah. one. Uh, incontinence, extremely common. Um, difficulty sleeping, uh, that I never had that problem. And, you know, that would wake up and I still do. So I spoke to my doctor and I remember she, she was like, okay, after your re recovery period, we're going to have to give you some HRT and hormone treatment. So um, they prescribed me, let's say the classic synthetic hormone treatment that didn't work for me at all. And after a while, I started having very strong pain. For some reason, it was in my leg. So I immediately had to stop. Um, I was a little bit afraid of, you know, possible uh, consequences of that. And so I started researching uh, bioidentical hormone treatment. And 
can I just say what I got sent? What I got sent. That has been, <laughs> oh my God, that has been the best, the best. And I think. Okay. This when, is cool because uh, I think I just mentioned to you when we were talking offline. Um, I've been on HRT for two weeks and okay. the immediate. Uh, literally within 48 hours, the symptom that really bugged me, there's two, um, the symptom that really bugged me was uh, brain fog and lack of focus, and I'm working on a few things, and it's quite a creative process, and it is work-related, so, you know, people are paying me for this, and I just feel like I'm, I can't keep up, I couldn't keep up, and I'm not even working full-time, um, and within two days I just turned out the work like I used to like I sat and focused I got it done and then I had a really great evening to myself so I can huh. say from HRT perspective from my brain and my mind health that instantly improved and then the other thing that I had a problem with was joint pain at night like an old lady like feeling like I'm 90 while I'm lying down and I'm like not <laughs> 90 I'm 50 it's all good and that went away in three days. Hmm. There you yeah. go. There yeah. you go. So, so tell me about yours then. <laughs> yeah, for me, bioidentic hormone treatment was, like I said, a, a very, very effective treatment. Um, I am a pretty balanced person. My, my personality is pretty balanced. I'm very positive. Um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, that's how people that know me well would describe me and uh, I'm usually optimistic by nature. And I just remember before starting the treatment, I was just so um, sensitive and I would cry for whatever, for just whatever reason. And I felt very sad, very, very sad. And so that was another symptom that to me, it was, wonderful to just get into this bioidentical hormone treatment oh my goodness it changed my life completely so um so that coupled with the fact that you know i'm using other stuff right so vaginal cream which really helps um and yeah and i'm feeling so much better and i take you know i take other supplements etc but um yeah everything has helped so so much I'm so ha happy to hear that. But I think the main message for women between the two of us, even though we're both taking hormone treatments to help through our um, symptoms, I think the main message is that whatever works for you, right? And, and also get to know yourself, get to know your body. And so you have come up with an amazing resource called Hormone University. Do you want to share a little bit about that with us? Absolutely, yes. Um, so Hormone University is a platform, an educational platform dedicated to hormonal health. We want women to gain control of their hormonal uh, health. It is completely free and uh, it's just, you know, every resource you can imagine, we are putting it out there. We have a website, hormone-university.com and Instagram is at Hormone University. So if you subscribe, for example, we have a wellness journal that you can get for free, of course. It's just a, it's a PDF that you can print as many as you want and is very, very helpful to just check on yourself on a daily basis. And uh, we also interview a number of experts, normally on a weekly basis. And we, what we usually do is just put the key takeaways also on the website. 
Uh, we also have a hormone dictionary because one of the key objectives for us is to make this conversation easily digestible. It's like this conversation that you and I are having because scientific language can be very, very tough to understand. So um, when we create content uh, and we do research, I always insist, let's make it as easy as possible to read and to, and to understand. So the, the goal of Hormone University is to impact 1 million women by the end of 2023. So we're working really, really hard. This is, I started this with my own savings. I have no investors. I have, it's, it's completely uh, through my own savings and it's, it's my purpose. It's my purpose in life. So that's Hormone University. We have other exciting news coming up soon. Uh, we're building um, a separate company, a sister company with natural products to target premenstrual syndrome and menopause. So um, it's called Glow Botanica. So glowbotanica.com. You can check it out. We haven't launched yet, but uh, very exciting and uh, a lot going on behind the scenes. That just sounds so amazing. And I was about to ask you, so your goals for, or your vision for women's health in the future, I think we probably have a similar vision, but I'd love to hear, <clears throat> what's your vision for women's health in the future? Yes. And, you know, this is such a great question, uh, Tracy, because there are many different components, right? And for your audience, I just want to say that we're all part of it. So when it comes to building that future, that's my message to everybody. We're all part of it. We can all contribute in a positive way. We can all open that conversation. We can also advocate for ourselves. So our newsletter, for example, that is just being relaunched and rebranded, it's called The Waiting Room because we want women to know what's going on before they go to the doctor so they can ask the right questions, right? So that we're all prepared because that was you know, what I went through, I didn't know what questions to ask. I, I, would, I would just sit there and listen. So that is, to me, the future of women's health is for us to build knowledge and also for the medical community to listen more, to actively listen more. So starting from, you know, your daughter who's 16 and, and for her to go to a doctor and being able to say exactly what's going on and, and the doctor to ask the right questions and for her to ask also the right questions and so that there can be a, a productive dialogue um, in women's health. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying as far as we, we probably come through a generation of humans where we're relying on the doctor to tell us exactly what's going on. But I feel like it's a two-way conversation and a relationship because they don't know everything that's going on with our bodies. And sometimes we'll be not we'll be withholding information. For example, if we go back to the vaginal dryness conversation, only one in 10 women that know that they have that symptom will actually tell their GP. Right. So how's how's the GP ever going to figure out how to help that person if we're not sort of having this two way dialogue and, and knowing that, hey, this is on the list of symptoms. Therefore, I should speak of it before I go to the um, GP. I should know in advance. I just also want to share with you something really exciting that I saw this morning in the UK. And I don't know if you're following what's going on in the UK, but there's some yeah. freaking amazing things happening in this space. Officially, the Menno charity launched billboards across the UK with things like 
hot flash <laughs> and uh, low sex drive. And like they're questions, but they're billboards that are sending people to go, yeah, that's me. And then find out, you know, about the charity. And the charity is obviously giving information around what's happening in, with your hormones and, and midlife. So isn't that amazing? Oh, we, love we're that. getting there. We're getting there. All of us in our own parts of the world are getting there. And I think it's just incredible that that in this day and age that we can come together. We're all doing our own gig. I'm doing a podcast. You've got a university. <laughs> and we're just, we're going to help people. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think um, another part of that women's health future is, you know, one of our messages as well is it's not just hormones right is uh looking at your health from a holistic perspective is understanding what's going on with you psychologically that has a huge impact in the way our hormones operate right because they truly rule our lives so uh, and and that you know mind body holistic way of understanding everything that's going on with you nutrition is also an important part testing your hormones crucial right understanding what's going on the level the levels the different levels of your hormones in different cycles um, throughout your life or your year so um, all of those factors are really really important the other thing I wanted to just share is that we are looking into also providing a certification for brands uh, at Hormone University I you know my background is in beauty personal care and I really, really want brands to be able, when they claim this is a clean formula and there are no endocrine disruptors or, you know, this is a, an amazing smoothie that you can use for hormone balance, we want to make sure that, that, that is, they are really safe. So we are going to launch a seal of approval for, um, for brands. Well, I love that. Because I do believe brands out there are realizing that this opportunity <laughs> is trillions of dollars for them. Uh, quite a few brands are jumping on board with the um, balancing your hormones. This will help you through with hot flashes. Like you see it if you walk into a pharmacy, a uh, drugstore, I guess, in the yes. US. Um, yes. And, and there's, there's now shelves dedicated to midlife women. And there's all these different brands. It's like, totally confusing this one helps hot flashes this one helps night sweats this I mean do we actually know that those that they actually do do that and people who are struggling with understanding what what these combination of hormones are doing to their bodies will just buy everything right, right. before before they even go to the doctor so I, I actually think what you're doing there is is vital because we need to have the right support and the right information <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And we're involving our, our medical board so that they can review everything. And it's a, it's a very uh, detailed and uh, thorough process that we will ask brands to, to go through with us. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, Anna, that's awesome. That's, that's really exciting. I'll keep up to speed with you guys. I've actually subscribed to your university. Thank you. um, just to wrap up our conversation, I never hate leaving these conversations. I mean, I always hate leaving these conversations. Yes, me just, too. Me too. Just makes, hours, right? <laughs> yeah, we could talk forever. Um, I was going to ask you for a book recommendation or a course recommendation for to help women, um, just something that is either inspirational or um, educational. Yes, look, I, so I am, 
very much inclined to self-growth and personal growth because I do think that has a major effect in your health. I am reading a book called How to Do the Work by Nicole Lepera, and she's huge in the U.S., and it's a very interesting book. Um, it's, it's very much about psychology, but what's interesting is that she covers a lot on the vagus nerve, which is a very important nerve that can actually regulate so many functions in, in our body. So again, that kind of mind and body connection. That book is absolutely amazing. And, you know, you, it, you have to go through all the exercises that are there. And yeah, it's, it's really, really interesting. So that from kind of like a psychological perspective, um, and then there is a book that I still haven't started reading, but this is a doctor that um, he, we interviewed him a while ago. His name is Dr. Sean Tasson, and he just launched a book, a book called the Hormone Balance Bible. So like I said, not endorsing anything, haven't read it, but I have met him a couple of times. We've interviewed him and he's, he's got an incredible knowledge on functional medicine so that's next on our list <laughs> oh that's brilliant thank you so much Anna because I actually do post up the book recommendations by the podcast guests and I often get feedback from people that have seen it or bought it or read it saying you know yep. thank you so much that's really helped and um, so those two books I will be posting at some stage closer to the time that we launch our conversation on sexy aging. So thank you so much for spending some time with me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy. So, so, so nice to join. And thank you to the audience who's listening. I am loving these conversations with women from all over the world. I've learned so much and I want to keep learning so that I can share with you to help you navigate your way through this time of our life, to feel well, to feel good, empowered and sexy. I have testimonies every day from women that have found some comfort in the episodes and so I'm putting it out there that if you are loving the content and it's helping you, please consider subscribing monthly or even donating. This podcast is not a paid gig and I am doing it purely out of passion. I'm obviously not Joe Rogan who sold his podcast for $72 million. I'm a woman like you exploring how to live a long and healthy life.